Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Yeah, we're live. We are live. Super. I was able to do it. See? I'm not as thick as you dumb I am. You're also not as tall as I thought you were. Hey! Hey! (laughs) (laughs) We did it, Kenny! We didn't need your goddamn help. Oh, it's just easy. Just press the button. Push the button and you'll be fine. All right. All right. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons podcast with your hosts. Worshipful Brother Joe. And right Worshipful Brother George Madri. How come I went first? I don't know. I just feel like changing it up. It's Uh, weird. It is weird. The robot's not here. It's weird. uh, Listen, it's not weirder than Ken right now with dog tags on, some jeans. And playing with the boys. Playing. Ken's Play at volleyball for those that, uh, that don't know. It's, it's as strange as like when you switch hands. Never mind. <laughs> strange. It's called the stranger, too. Especially <laughs> when you sit on it. Oh. Sit on your hand. Not the other thing. That hurts. That's painful. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Off to a Hello, good Jim. Here. Hello, Lee. Hello to everyone watching. We're going to get started with this episode. Uh, I know you got likes over there, so... Yes, I've got a few likes. I think I know. Uh, I think we left off at Grim Tidings, uh, so I'm going to work my way Sounds down familiar. to that. Joe Van Guy, Helena Reese, Tyler Smith, Mike Catermoli, Cameron Everson, Lucas Gabbert, Michael Calderon, and Matt Hartley. Um, I actually broke into our Instagram. Don't tell Zuckerberg. I broke into it today. I broke out! Anyway, um, notifications. I don't know where to find notifications on Instagram. See, this is how long I've been out of the friggin' loop. I don't even know where the notifications are anymore. I have no idea. I don't know how to find them, so. Oh, my God. Who the hell is that? Ugh. Somebody just randomly popped. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, is that Charlie D'Amelio? I have no idea. Just <laughs> it's one of those TikTok dancer people. I've been out of the social media loop for so long. I have no I think if you go to Dunkin' Donuts and order the Charlie, I think that's like her getting paid uh, for that. I have no idea um, who. Uh, I have no idea who the I hell. I think it's Charlie D'Amelio. 
Or it's her sister, Dixie. Yeah, I don't know how Ken finds these things because I have no idea. But anyway. Um, find me on TikTok, Fat Brad Pitt. <laughs> Are you really still back on it again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been on it in a while. But I'm actually, I, I almost want to go back on because I'm really proud of that handle. <laughs> uh, Joseph Madalena. Med, 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 I, f- I hate doing people's names. Anyway, sorry, Joseph. How's it going, brother? How you doing? And uh, Josh McRae, hello from the Wheat State. What's the Wheat State? It's got to be like out near Iowa or Nebraska or something. Uh, Josh, let us know where you're from, bro. I, have, I don't know what the Wheat State is. I know where the bullshit state. That's us. <laughs> Kansas. Kansas is the Kansas. Wheat State. Kansas. All right. I know Idaho's the potatoes. I got that much. I knew it had to be out there somewhere. Like Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Kentucky. It's all the freaking same. Connecticut is like the nut state, right? The nutmeg state. No, it's just nuts because everybody here is freaking nuts. Well, that's true. (laughs) Especially our politicians. But I digress. Yeah. This is not a political discussion forum. No, it is not. But we're going to bust balls the best. Did the Korg blend in with the wall again? Um, He's in stealth mode. (laughs) He's wearing his cloaking device. He's like a, a Romulan warbird right now with his uh, cloaking device. I think I actually got that right. Uh, he's uh, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, he's uh, playing uh, volleyball right now. So his um, <laughs> his volleyball skills being improved is more important than being up here playing with us, covering important stuff. But he's kind of tall, so I'm sure it helps whatever team he's on. <laughs> Or they uh, just tie a net around them and stick them, make them one of the posts. So uh, we got two Apple reviews. Well, first, let's, uh, you did the likes, let's toast the likes. Uh, all right. For, uh, for oh, you want to, oh, okay. We gotta get a little all right, toasty all right. We're going to be, uh, well, I don't have anything else. We're going to go so. top level here. All right. A little bit, tiny bit. George got a Tash or a 9 o'clock shadow. Yeah, I do. I have a 9 o'clock shadow. I've actually uh, hit puberty, and now I'm able to grow facial hair. <laughs> facial hair. Actually, uh, this is about as long as it'll get because it starts to itch like hell. And I like what you got going on, that that shenanigans over there. Yeah, yeah. no, not going to happen. You should see when I grow it like full-on Rafferty. I haven't done that in a number of years. Yeah, no, nope, nope. It starts to itch, and I start digging at the skin of my face. Again, I've had baby face since the freaking no, Marine Corps, basically. I've just always kept it high and tight, baby. Right here, see this? And baby shoes. And baby shoes. You see my skunk stripe right here? This <laughs> yes. is all I get. This is as much as it's going to go. All, all that? Yeah, not happening. Yeah. It's, you know, I have to be my own uh, PR campaign. It doesn't, doesn't it takes a lot to try to make this look good. That's why I hide half my face. Wait, it, Jill. <laughs> Brother, right hand, two arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brother. Viva, viva, viva. I got hung up on my wire. That's not my fault. I'm yeah, not maybe I was <laughs> trying to avoid mine. You know what we got to do is we got to put, so we got going through the hole in the desk here. We got to put like, I don't know, like uh, holders so that the damn thing don't keep retreating back down into the damn Oh, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I've got all right. at home for like chargers and stuff. You just stick them right on. <laughs> Apple reviews. Let's hit these. Apple reviews. You give yeah. us an Apple review. Um you give us a like subscribe share anything on youtube um we will shout you out and we will give you a toast i look like shit looking at myself on camera god i look like i went through it today you look worse holy sitting next to me so i'm so proud (sighs) 
All right. Good morning, Elliot Tuck. <laughs> Five-star review from Future Petitioner. He, like, phonetically, not phonetically. What, what kind of is that spelling when you actually break yeah, down? Yeah, phonetically. Word? You got phonetically. it right. Yeah. Um, he, he spelled it uh, P upside down E T I S H A N E R. Future petitioner. I'm guessing that's for your benefit. Yes, it is. And it'll explain it because the five star review starts off with not an English lesson. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He, well, he's right. So like he writes, never, uh, <laughs> whoever writes, if you adhere to strict grammar, and then he did it, he broke down the word grammar, G R A M E R. Uh, the accurate pronunciations, and then he did that one too. This may not be the podcast for you, but if you are looking for illumination on a plethora, and he phonetically spelled that as well, <laughs> of subjects in Freemasonry and enjoying witty banter, he again did it again with well witty. Played. Well played. Um, along the journey, this podcast is perfect. Right, Worshipful Brother George and his crew of scallywags, broken down again. Guide from guide the listener on shocking topics from random trivia tidbits to in-depth discussions, always presenting a fact, although not necessarily confirmed. So true. Yeah, he's not he's not wrong on multiple he's accounts. Not, yeah, no, he's not wrong, wrong on my the grammar. spelling <laughs> and the grammar and, and the content of the show. And so, I mean, solid review. That's a fair review. If we uh, if we do facts and we know they're facts, we'll actually say fact but if we don't know a lot of times we'll ask for help from our listeners either that or we'll just present this we'll and be really this confident <laughs> in what we're saying uh next five star review fan freaking tastic five star review from uh, noodletron noodletron that must be one of ken's relatives it's like a spaghetti making cyborg or something noodletron wasn't that the main bad guy in transformer <laughs> that was megatron i know but close enough that that would be like the the Ken version, just all tall noodletron, like those things you see at like a tire <laughs> shop. At the car shop, <laughs> those long gangly blow That's up Ken. things. That's Ken. That's Ken's. Uh... Wow, somebody somebody please work on that graphic of, of Ken's face on one of those gangly car dealership blow up things, please. Oh, somebody shit. begging you. I hate when me and you are together without Ken to balance us out. Cause yeah, it gets silly really <laughs> fast. It gets really silly really fast. I promise you we're going to be hitting a, a good topic. Um, I actually <clears> missed <throat> your um, tarot card presentation the last Lodge meeting, So, and I sincerely apologize for that. No, no worries. Uh, but anyway, fi a fran freaking tastic Noodletron five-star review. I've been looking into joining a Lodge for a while. Finding this podcast has helped motivate me to do it. I am a JSO. Juvenile Supervision Officer. <gasps> I want your job. Well, that's. I thought it was something completely different. No, he's like a juvenile supervision officer, okay. probably like a CEO. No, that's good because like I thought it was something. It was something. He can far come worse. to my house and beat my children. I'll do that for you. I just don't have a badge. <laughs> no, my children. My my children scare the shit out of you. <laughs> Um, so my schedule is a bit tight, but I found a lodge in Mindwrap Wells, Texas. So wish me luck. Hey. Hey, good luck. Good luck. You want a little list of toaster? You want to dealing with those little or do you bastards. want the uh I'm good. You just I have my I have my fake vax card, so I'm, I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm poor good. little one. I, uh, just just a little. Okay. Oh crazy. Oh boy. That's how you build strong immunity. Damn it. <laughs> anyway. Um Let's toast them to our five-star reviews. Thank you very much. I'll hit uh, YouTube next time because I want to get this show on the road. So, brethren, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready.
Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Shooting beer sucks. Yeah, it does. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Although, I normally don't drink Sam Adams. Summer Ale has always been this a solid. This is pretty good. Yeah, that's always been a solid beer. I don't them. think I've ever had one of these. Back in the day, like back in the old days, it used to have a... Back in my day! Base, back when I was an underage drinker, <laughs> it had a, uh, like a baseball field. We do not, field, uh, the Freemasons podcast in any Grand Lodge does not condone underage drinking. Ever. Really? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. We don't. We don't condone that. I'm sorry. My bad. Oh, Christ. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, I think it had like a baseball field <laughs> like logo on it back in the day, but it's, really? it's always been a solid one of theirs. Interesting. All right, brother. You ready? We're going to get right into this one. This is Freemasonry and the Connections yeah. or the whatever the hell I can name the, this. The uh, Freemason Freemasonry symbolism in the tarot. In the it's tarot. Uh, right here in front of me, and I still yes. didn't screw it up. Anyway, so, um, fire away. I'll let you know when we get to the portion where i need you to hold up cards is yes i'm gonna, gonna be do? your vanna white i've already told you that right. i will be your vanna so we will do this i haven't done it more attractive my phone than vanna, but I'll so do we it. don't need them quite yet but uh this is a presentation that i've done is that ken yes actually i wonder if there's a robot card um this is a presentation that i i did in morningstar two three weeks ago yes something like that and i've actually done it uh, my mother lodge a couple years ago, uh, and actually was a guest at uh, Masters Lodge Number Five in Albany, New York, and did this presentation for them via Zoom oh, when cool. the uh, when the pandemic and lockdown first started. They were looking for guests, so they asked me to to do this. So I actually got a lot of it, or at least what what sparked my interest on it was years ago. And, and shout out to the uh, Grand Lodge of Connecticut Ancient Free and Accepted Masons. Uh, Committee on Masonic Education. Um, they put a, they used to put on seminars uh, a couple times a year. Obviously, you know, we're talking pre-COVID times, um, where you go up for a, a few hours, and you know they'd give you these little short talks, and you can, you know, there are maybe nine different talks. Uh, you could only attend three the way that they were spaced out, but you got to kind of pick from the nine which three you wanted to attend. And right, worshipful brother Mike Dodge. Do you remember Mike Dodge? I do. He did a presentation Where's on... he live now? Like Philippines or something like that? Or Taiwan? Or I mean, I know he was up Bangkok. in the, uh, like, the way northeast corner to start, which means I never got to see him anyway right. when he was in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. But um, he had done a presentation on using the, the tarot, specifically the one we're using today, the uh, Rider Weight Tarot deck, and using it as a form of meditation. And actually, like okay. pulling cards and just meditating on some of the symbols that are in it. So that that's what started me down the path. I don't know, probably five, six years ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, so, you know, as you get into some of the the cards and looking at them, uh, there's definitely some. Some are a little more hidden than others, uh, and take some interpretation. But there's some that are absolutely blatant. Um, and looking through it, you know, I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be a connection here. There has to be something. Mm. So the deck is Rider Weight. It's hyphenated R-I-D-E-R -E hyphen Weight, W-A-I-T-E. And we're going to concentrate on the Weight, uh, who is Arthur Edward Weight. Mm. So he is the one that kind of took this tarot deck 
and wrote a companion guide to it that uh, George will sh uh, show up later. Um, and then really was in, involved in the the artwork and uh, kind of attaching meaning to, to some of the artwork. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm pulling from here is uh, through some of his readings. I'm going to touch on, just to properly credit folks, uh, Manly P. Hall's Lost Keys of Freemasonry and, uh, you know, a few other online sources. But if you doubt that there's any connection at all, uh, I will give you some information on Brother Arthur Edward Waite. Um, was considered a mystic and occultist. Oh, and he's a brother. He is. No kidding. A mystic and occultist and an enthusiastic Freemason. Brother Waite was also a prolific author in each of these subject areas and, areas and was the founder of numerous mystic organizations. The biggest one that he was a part of that you'll probably recognize is the Order of the Golden Dawn. Shut up. Yes. God, so he we're going to have to like, get some info on this. And he... Um, I apologize if the way that these things slide. Yeah, I kind of sprung this on you at the last minute, brother. I'm sorry. Uh, no worries. <laughs> so, Ancient Order, the the Golden Dawn, you know, Aleister yep. Crowley, yep. Uh, Bram Stoker, a few other uh, people involved in that. Mm -hmm. um, that he was also a, a well-known Rosicrucian. So, to deny that there's any... Influence at all would just be silly since his name is on the deck and we know that he comes from this uh, this background. Uh, I will try to keep as best I can um, keep this sanitized for because normally I'm presenting this to a bunch of Masons. Well, okay, so okay. I could be a little more blatant on I mean, some of the symbolism. <laughs> but anybody listening, uh, I'll use certain buzzwords and phrase that anybody that's listening that's a Mason okay. will will certainly. Do they allude to degrees or obligations or something? Um, they allude to degrees. Mm, I think you can get away with it. I think I as think long as you're not punching holes in the obligation part of it, I think, because, I mean, realistically... Uh, that's I mean, it's a tarot card, and it's it's out yeah. there. And I, I think what I can... I'll, I'll try to discuss in metaphors that anybody that's uh, initiated will be able to pick up on. Yeah. And if if mm. you feel like we're getting too into it, then... Uh, Again, I don't we think... We could always we... bail, but I think yeah. we'll be all right. All right. So there were... There's five cards in particular that we're going to go through today, starting with the Fool. No, not me, because I'm getting up. <laughs> so George's going to bring that over to the... Uh... So because I haven't uh, prepared, I'm going to be reading some of this. But uh, So you can see... Yep, you're, you're good. No glare. I'm good. Uh, so the, the full tarot card is the number zero. You'll see at the top there. It's uh, right in the middle. It's the zero card. So it's the very first one that's there. Uh, on the full tarot card, a young man stands on the edge of a cliff without a care in the world. As he sets out on a new adventure, he is gazing upwards towards the sky and is seemingly unaware that he is about to skip off a precipice into the unknown. Over his shoulder rests a modest na knapsack. So... In essence, he has all of his possessions with him. So you would say that in, uh, in some manner he may be destitute. Um, white rose in his left hand represents purity and innocence. Now, if you look over down to the, the bottom corner there, you'll see a little white dog. So the, the white dog is his guide. Um, 
So, you know, the dog always, you know, historically has symbolized loyalty, friendship. Um, and you can see that that dog's pretty happy and about to join him on the journey. So to me, you know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, a certain point where you have to follow your guide um, throughout the lodge. And you can see that this, this fool, because he's uninitiated and he doesn't know what's about to happen, uh, he's kind of fearless right now. He's not really fearing any danger. He's got his little guide dog, and he's about to to step off on this journey, having no idea what's in front of him, because all that's there is a cliff. There, there's nothing uh, that he can see. Um, but he doesn't really care about that right now. He's more focused on starting his expedition. So now, if you look up the tarot card and the meaning of the fool card, it's a card of new beginnings, opportunity, and potential. Uh, just like the young man, you are on the outset of a journey, standing at the cliff's edge and about to take your first step into the unknown. Even though you don't know exactly where you are going, you are being called to commit yourself and follow your heart. No matter how crazy this leap of faith might seem to you, now it's a time where you need to trust where the universe is taking you. So to me, this reminds me of a lot of the things that you hear in your experience when you are at the door. Yeah, you can take that down, sir. <laughs> when you are at the door and you're being given certain instructions and when you're preparing for that EA degree. Um, so this, to me, is, is very symbolic of not the EA degree itself, but prior to. You're the uninitiated. You're, you don't know. You're the fool. Mm. Um, not aware of what's... But you've got this little guide dog that's taking you that you need to trust and follow and, and not be afraid to go further you're excited about starting this this new adventure and this new journey mm. and like i said with just that modest knapsack over his shoulder there a little hobo bag like uh we've um often referred to it as it's he's he's poor he's destitute he doesn't have a lot of material right. possessions with him so that'll that'll strike some notes with uh, with people that have gone through the degrees the last thing i want to well, point I mean, out also when you're traveling too right you I mean back in the day you know you would travel. You would. You didn't have a backpack. There was no purses. Right. You had. You had that. And one of the th m things that Masons call each other is traveling man. Traveling man. Yep. But he's getting ready to getting ready to travel and has no idea where the journey is going to take him. Mm. And then you see. Um, well, off a cliff into the freaking water in a minute. <laughs> but there's also the white uh, mountains way off in the background that uh, that he's not even thinking about at this point. Um, oh yeah, the white mountains. I can, go, I can go back up there. Might nah. be hard to see. We got the freaking glare. But uh, there's a mountain range in the back that is, is very distant. But that'll come. That'll come into play in in other cards. Mm. So we're gonna move to the next card, which is the magician. You have these in order, don't you? Yes. I oh, do. you're a doll. Yes, I would have been. <laughs> Some say Chucky, but whatever. <laughs> a doll's a doll. That was me who started that. By <laughs> the way. All right, I'm gonna use the other arm though. This, this That's okay. Even though I'm gonna do this, like I'm gonna move this monitor so I can actually see what the hell I'm doing. You're good with that, right? Yeah. No, you you're done. I've got everything I need right in front of me here. Uh, sorry, where are you bastards? Look good. Yep, that's good right there. Okay. All right, so this is the number one card of the major arcana. Uh, and this, to me, represents the Entered Apprentice. Um, 
Yeah, the magician is, is number one. It's the number of new beginnings and opportunities and associates with the planet of Mercury, uh, also known as Hermes. First he stands with one arm stretched upwards towards the universe and the other pointing down to the earth. His positioning represents his connection between the spiritual realms and the material realms. The magician uses this relationship to create and manifest his goals in the physical realm. He is the conduit that converts energy into matter. The magician's robe is white, symbolizing purity, and his cloak is red, representing worldly experience and knowledge. On the table in front of him are the four symbols of the tarot suits, the cup, pentacle, sword, and a wand, each symbolizing one of the four elements, water, earth, air, and fire. It's also a sign that he has all the tools and elements he needs to manifest his intentions into being. Above his head is the infinity symbol, and around his waist is a snake biting its own tail, both of which signal that he has access to unlimited potential. And in the foreground is an array of foliage and flowers symbolizing the blossoming and fruition of his ideas and aspirations. So in this one, it's... All right, he's... You're good. Um, he's starting to tap into the spiritual side of things. To help him uh, navigate his, his the physical realm, um, which you know is in essence what Freemasonry is. You're tapping into some spiritual things and this higher power, this grand architect of the universe, to help guide you through your normal life uh, in front of all mankind. On the table in front of him, or some could say it's an altar, uh, he's got some tools. Now he may not know how to use all of them yet. And it, it symbolizes the potential of what, but he doesn't realize it at this point, but everything he needs is right in front of him. Um, similar to if you were at the altar looking at mm. the three great lights surrounded by the three lesser lights, and then later in the degrees, the working tools. Um, so in this card, if you were to draw this card in a tarot reading, assuming it's drawn upright. <clears throat> this is a card of a master manifester. The magician brings you the tools, resources, and an energy you need to make your dreams come true. Seriously, everything you need right now is at your fingertips. Uh, when you combine them with the energy of the spiri spiritual and earthly realms, you will become a manifestation powerhouse, as above, so below. So this card is starting to open up to joining the uh, spiritual realm and the, the physical realm. Um, so bringing them together is what's going to get you um, where you want to be in life. And it's, it's kind of an, an allusion to alchemy as well, the way things are set up there. Pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I found interesting too? And maybe this is just, I mean, I know it doesn't really have anything to do with the apprenticeship, but he is looking down at lilies too. Yeah, and the lilies are there and... Um, you know, they always represent, usually, re well, they do represent purity and innocence. Mm. And yeah. as an entered apprentice, mm. you're, you're still kind of innocent. You're, right. you're initiated, but uh, the, the mysteries have, have yet to be revealed to you. Do you realize you just gave a whole bunch of conspiracy theorists, like, ammunition? Like, see, he's innocent when he comes to the lodge, and then he turns into the devil. Well, that's, <laughs> what, that's what happens when the past masters get all of you. <laughs> Fair point. All right. Uh, so the next card 
is the number two of the major arcana, and this is the high priestess. And this one is extremely blatant. Uh, I told you some were uh, some were hidden and and some not so much. Nah, it's the uh, the camera adds ten pounds. Oh yeah. So on this one, without even looking at my notes here, it's the number two card. You've got a veil of pomegranates behind the empress. You've got two pillars, clearly Jaken oh, and Boaz. Um, some of the more subtle things, and it's funny because when I gave this presentation in Masters Lodge Five up in Albany. Um, they were saying, how come, uh, how come so many of the symbols are feminine? This is a male fraternity. It, it can't be right because of the, the feminine symbolism. And I'm like, well, first of all, um, go, do, go look up some things. There's, there's definitely some homage paid to the, the sacred, femi sacred feminine within Freemasonry, um, you know, one of which being the name of this lodge that we're in right now is Morningstar. That's Venus. Um, you know, it doesn't get any more feminine than Venus. Uh, but on this card, the, the big one before I let you, uh, so that's a veil hanging behind her, which is kind of hiding some of the mysteries. Okay, so think about the Fellowcraft degree. On that veil are pomegranates. Again, very, very blatant when it comes to the uh, Fellowcraft degree. But the thing I want to draw your attention to is what's on her lap. It's the Torah. However, Torah is spelled T-O-R-A-H. So think about the position of the compasses during the Fellowcraft degree. It's some uh, parts are, uh, this is, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're still good, though. Um, where some of the information in masonry is presented to you in the Fellowcraft degree, but you're told, you may have received some information, but there's still other information being hidden from you. Um, yeah, you're good with the card. I just wanted to make sure that we got the, the Torah in there. So here you have the sacred volume, uh, sacred volume in front of you, but there's part of it is, is still unseen. So can, can I just a couple yeah, things that ahead. I noticed on this? Um, one, um, I just want to be clear for our Discordians, that is... Boaz and Jaken, and not anything else, because I know they're yeah. dirty. Um, but <coughs> I think it's quite interesting that if you also look besides the um, the pomegranates in the back, you actually could see network, right? Isn't that network, or is that just brambles? It's kind of like vines and, vines, and okay. ivy, but uh, it, it, there isn't. I, I was looking at the camera. Yeah, like, no, out but there. Of, it's I was not, looking at the. Car. It's not classic network, but if you were look at the way look at the way that ivy grows, mm. you know, it's it it is interconnected. There is some interlocking there. So one of the other things I wanted to ask about is that like a broken half moon? Um, it's just part of her um, robe hanging over the moon. Okay. Okay. But it, it is the the crescent moon. Um, that I believe we also have found that uh, when Venus, in certain points, Venus will actually make the make underneath, mm -hmm. the under, the... The underside. The underside yeah. of it, at the cradling. Yeah. We the actually sun. did a whole episode talking to Scott Walter about yes. the feminine in, in Freemasonry and the, the, uh, the might not be actually giving homage to the sun. Uh, it may be giving homage to, to Venus. Venus, so... 
which interesting, which is you know I, I tapped into that a bit when I was doing this presentation, and I was asked you know mm. why so many why so many feminine symbols, right. um, and to me that that's why. You know what I find interesting too? Her crown that she's wearing. It's yes. very, um, I want to say Egyptian looking, right? Like you'd picture like um, uh, Isis wearing or something, right? Yes, and it's actually called, and I know I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, a horned, I'm going to say diadem, diadem, it's D-I-A-D-E-M, both the symbol of, uh, both that and the uh, the cross are considered a symbol of her divine knowledge and her status as a divine ruler. You know, I mean, I'm spitballing here, and again, I'm just, it also could be the womb. Could be. You know what I mean? Don't you see like the womb symbolism, yeah. like fallopian tubes in a womb, like a child being born, like a fellow craft you know, well, and that's growing where... to I, I mean I'm again I'm just kind of And you actually kinda gave me a good little segue into uh something we're gonna talk on the, the next card, which are some of the Rams heads and how that <sighs> symbolizes the, the reproductive organs of a female. Stand by what keep going while you're yep. talking about because I got something to show on that. So while he's doing that, um, you know, I'll wait before we get into the, the next card here. And I know a lot of you are going to jump in and say, oh, my God, he, he went from zero to one to two to four. What happened to three? And I assure you, we will we will get into that. Uh, but right now we're just pausing for a commercial. So George can hurry up and run back. Right All right. He's back. So. Do the card for us, and then I'll, I'll show these. Because uh, I got a little something on the ram's horns thing. Go ahead. All right. So the, the card we're going to show here is the number four card of the Major Arcana, which is the Emperor. So, you know, there's, there'll be some questions as to, well, why is it number four? Why is it number three? What Does that res- represent the Master? Um, I actually think, based on my research that this represents the past master the fourth degree because remember what you're told uh when you're going through your degrees you can reach no higher degree than that of a master mason so this is and we'll get into this when i go to the next card this is why i think it goes there is a three card but it kind of doesn't fit um but i think this is the the past master and once i read the description to you uh, I think you'll um, you'll see the connections. The emperor is the father. He sits upon a large stone throne adorned with four ram's heads, symbolic of his connection with Ares and the planet Mars. In his right hand, the emperor holds an ankh, the Egyptian symbol of life, and in his left is, is an orb representing the world over which he rules. He wears a red robe indicative of his power, passion, and energy for life. Underneath it, he wears a suit of armor, suggesting that he's pr- protected from any threat and any emotional response or vulnerability. So think about it for... So I, I kind of see this as the person that sat in the East. Um, and you kind of have to have a thick skin. And you, you're there to symbolize the wisdom of Solomon. So you've got to um, hold up... Uh, you can take it down for a moment. I may need oh. you to put back up. You, you could take a break. Um, but you do kind of have to guard against your emotions when you're sitting in the East there. 
Um, you have to make the best decision for the lodge and, and remove some of that. His long white beard is symbolic of his age-old wisdom and experience, and along with his gold crown, he is an authority figure who demands to be heard. If that doesn't sound like a past master, I don't know what does. Um, but the only thing, once I point this out, George, you can put your arm down. Look what's behind his throne. It's that mountain range that was way in the back of the distance in the, in the fool card. It's now part of the kingdom that he rules over. Um, behind his throne looms a tall and penetrable mountain range, signifying that he is backed by a solid foundation but resistant to making any changes unless he deems it necessary. Again, very past mastery. <laughs> uh, beneath the peaks flows a small river, giving some hope that despite his tough exterior, he's still an emotional being. It will just take a lot of digging and trust to open him up to his softer side. So you just going to take that one down. So... So here is, you know, I see this one as he's the grizzled veteran. He's been there. He's sat over the lodge. And if you, like reading that description, it, it's somebody who's sat in the chair. It's, it's an elder. It's somebody who's, um, and I use the term loosely, ruled over his lodge. Mm. Um, you know, you've got the ram's heads. You've got four of them there. Right. Uh, Again, symbolizing. You've got symbols of life. You have symbols of fertility. So a uh, couple things I just wanted to point out. Uh, he's definitely wearing the suit of armor, and it seems like he's in a very defensible position. Uh, and that makes sense of a past master, because when a young mason comes out, like, you were going to do this shit, how we did it, maybe? So, yes, that's definitely a defensive thing. And Secondly, if you think you have to take, you know, at least in our jurisdiction, I'm assuming it's the same in, in others. You have to take that past, past master's degree, degree before mm. you can begin your year as master. He similarly has the face I have when I took that degree <laughs> during the whole middle of it. We don't need to get into the de explicit detail of that degree. Uh, but Right? <laughs> That's the, the same, it's the same yeah. expression yeah. I had. Yeah. It was either like, I'm going to kill everybody in this damn lodge. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a uh, couple other things. I want to uh, dabble onto the ram's horn because I know... This is like a, a huge conspiracy theorist thing. The ram's horn is the devil. No, ram's horn is not the devil. So I find it, inter I find it interesting, and you, I don't know if you picked up on this. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But there's four ram's heads. Yes. Not all lodges. Oh, I see you grabbed those. But our lodge, if you look at our altar actually has ram's horns on each corner of our altar. Totaling how many? Four. Four. So there's four of these ram's horns, and I believe these are real. These are they're pretty Yes, genuine. there was some story behind them, but I forgot. There is. And I actually learned this from uh, worship brother Phil Miller, that in Jewish, um, Jewish tradition that when... It might even be Bible. I don't know. So you guys can fact check me on any of this stuff. Or look it up yourself because that's what this is all about is for you to do research on Freemasonry. Don't sit here and let us idiots tell you. Yeah, this is just look it up for yourself. My own conclusions based on the stuff that I've seen. So. But um, what in, I believe was Worship Brother Phil told me about Jewish tradition. If somebody was persecuted or was in trouble for a crime, they could run to the altar of God, hold on to the ram's horns. And 
they basically pray at the altar and could not be touched until he let go. And then whatever would happen. Um, also, I mean, ram's horns are all over the damn Bible. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was there ram's horn was blown through, and the walls of Jericho fell. So, ram's horns are not, you know, Satan, Lucifer, all that crap. No, no. It, it's also in the Bible too. The ram's horn was it was a very um, useful. I, I mean, if you want to look at it from just basic bare bones, the ram's horn was very useful. To ancient peoples, because they used them as horns, they used them as uh, symbolic, you know. Right, and it's one of those things where, much like the Star of David or the Seal of Solomon, which is in essence combining uh, the ancient symbols for male and female with the upward-facing triangle and the downward-facing triangle, the ram is kind of a similar symbol where. It represents, on one hand, it represents power and strength and mm. masculinity, but you can't deny that it resme- resembles the female rep- reproductive or- organs. So it's kind of a balance of the two, much like mm. uh, the Star of David or Seal of Solomon, however you want to. Uh, interesting call it. that uh, uh, Joseph Madalena just uh, he said there's another one on his shoulder too. Yes, I never noticed that. So yep. there's actually in total five. But uh, I was just going off of uh, you know. Uh, basically, the four corners of his chair are covered and sim- kind of similar to uh, at least not all Masonic altars. I want to be clear. I think there's only two or three in the state of Connecticut. I know one of them is King Solomon's Lodge, number seven in Woodbury. Yep. They have horns. They actually have the spinny ram's horns. We got just the straight ones. But um, And this also, uh, what did you call this thing in his right hand? Ankh. You did call it an ankh, okay. Yeah. I mean that Egyptian might, symbol of life. Yeah, I was gonna say it might also tie back to um, ancient Egypt. Now, interesting thing, and I don't want to get too freaking bananas on this, and I know I'm gonna get torn apart by people making fun of me about this. But you ever played PlayStation? Like not since PlayStation Two, but yeah. Do you ever play Assassin's Creed? No. Never played Assassin's Creed. I know somebody's gonna go here, but if you talk about the orb in his left hand. Assassin's Creed, again, I get it. It's a fictional story, blah, 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 which is, I don't remember how they started off their thing, but it was a fictional story with bits of history in it. And one of the things they talked about in in Assassin's Creed, the game, was actually that the Apple of Eden was actually a device that was held, and there's so many pictures of uh, mostly, I would say, Victorian-era pictures of people holding this orb in their hand uh i would love for you guys to look this up please blast the page and you know on facebook or youtube or whatever not youtube uh, on facebook with these pictures if you can find them but there's so many pictures of people holding an orb in their hand and now that you're mentioning that i'm almost wondering um so i mean look it up is the uh that apotheosis of george washington in one of his hands, is he holding an orb? I believe he is. No, no, no. I think his hands are just on okay. the, um, on the thing. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to look up these photos if I could find them, or if anybody could find them, please put them all over the Facebook page. Um, but I find it interesting that you know, here's another picture of somebody holding an, holding orb, an orb, which seems to be glowing in well, his hand, like, and it's it's representing his wisdom and. Well, the, again, the, what he's ruling over, and that's well, again, and that's what I'm saying. Right. If you want to take the it to the apple, apple 
the apple it gave knowledge. knowledge. Right. Exactly. Boom. Yep. So Assassin's Creed is awesome. A lot is fictitious, but there's a lot of truth. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's historical fiction, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And honest to God, like yeah, they had to pull from some source to kind of. And make Assassin's story. Creed is one of those games where you sit back and you're like, huh. It makes you think. Like, even if you take it just as a game, but I love things that make you think. Like, yeah. shit, could that be real? You know, could that could that really happen? You know? Uh, anyway, move on to your next one. Yeah, so before you show this card, um, this is the number nine card. Okay? And it's... Well, that's three threes. It's exactly. And I'll get into that. It's also the Hermit Tarot card, mm -hmm. um, which... You know, I've probably talked about it on this show before where there was a uh, I have this uh, tattoo of this on my leg because there was a time in my life where I was having some issues and the number nine kept recurring and it kept recurring in different forms in different ways. And ultimately, it drew me back to this card. And then when I read uh, the meaning behind this card and did some more research on it. That's the reason why I ended up with a tattoo of it on my leg. Um, but it's the number nine, which, like you said, is the three, three times. Uh, if you want to take a break before I get into the card, you can put your arms down for a little bit. Uh, it's the number three, three times, which is a I very sacred I just wanted to say number. I'm glad that it was tattooed on your leg and not your <laughs> penis. So. <laughs> is your penis I'll a hermit? Leave, I'll, leave it, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> You're saying it hides and never mind. <laughs> <laughs> retreats and hides. Is that where you go? Um, Could never be seen. <laughs> sorry, but, I'm no, sorry. I'm okay. breaking your shine here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the the three is nine show. is the three three times, and it's considered in in Freemasonry and a lot of other mysticism the perfect number uh, because it is the three three times, and that's why I think this represents. The true Master Mason, not necessarily the degree of Master Mason, but if you've ever read The Lost Keys of Freemasonry by Manly P. Hall, he relates the degrees not only to the actual, you know, the physical degrees that you go through in Lodge, but it's your station in life. Uh, and it represents a phase of your life. And the Master Mason being one that, as you're told, no higher degree, degree can be bestowed upon you. Um, and that's why I think nine was selected for this one, uh, because it is that perfect number. Now, if you look at this, you know, the first thing I want to point out, remember that mountain range that was in the back in the, in the fool card and the, the emperor card, he was kind of ruling over it. He's now on top of that mountain. He's conquered that mountain. Uh, Hermit stands alone. Hermit stands alone at the top of a mountain. The snow-capped range symbolizes his spiritual mastery, growth, and accomplishment. And again, think of that in relation to the Master Mason degree and and where you are. Um, not only, like I said, not just the physical uh, degrees, but your stations in life. He has chosen this path of self-discovery, and as a result, has reached a heightened state of awareness. In his right hand, he holds a lantern with a six-pointed star inside. It is the seal of Solomon, a symbol of wisdom. As the hermit, he walks his path. The lamp lights his way, but it only illuminates his next few steps rather than the full journey. He must step forward to see where to go next, knowing that not everything will be revealed at once. In his left hand, the side of the subconscious mind, the hermit holds a long staff, a sign of his power and authority, which he uses to guide and balance him. Um, so you can go ahead and take that down. 
but when all this stuff was going on, you know, this is at the time where I went and did my retreat um, at the monastery when right. I was trying to figure, and that's when the number nine kept coming to me. Mm. Um, but now in, so that's from the tarot. I want to read you from Manly P. Hall's Lost Keys of Freemasonry, his <laughs> description of a master mason. And when and this is, again, the, the phase oh, of life master mason, not, uh, not the actual degree, but where, where you become a master mason in life. Uh, the master mason, on the upper steps of a spiritual unfoldment stands the master mason, who spiritually represents the graduate from the school from the uh, graduate from the school of esoteric learning in the ancient symbols he is represented as an old man leaning upon a staff his long white beard upon his chest and his deep piercing eyes sheltered by the eyes of a philosopher he is in truth old not in years but in wisdom and understanding which are the only true measurement of age so this one, like this one, like said, uh, really hits home to me because it really represents a time in my life where I was going through these challenges and, and different things going on that things started to unfold for me. I started to see things differently. This is right around the time when all this is going on and the number nine's flashing and I'm looking up the hermit tarot card is when I decided to pick up the Lost Keys of Freemasonry again mm -hmm. because the first time I read it, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't get it. Right. And then reading it at His that books time, are heavy they are heavy. Though. They're mm -hmm. really heavy. But like when I read it down, this you time, get one chapter and you're like, Boom. yeah. No. But when I read it this time, it was different. It right. flowed. And then when I read that section on Master Mason, there it is. Like it, it's all starting to make sense now. Everything started to come together. So maybe right. that's why this number nine kept recurring to, t to get me to that point where I started to realize it's, you know, it's, it's all connected. You know what I get all the time? Three, three, three. Yeah. All the goddamn time. I used to get it. And I get it. Three. I know there's people that are like, Oh, well, if you look for it, you can find it. And you'll start looking for it, but it doesn't happen like that. That's what I'm no, trying it to explain to people. Like, like I'll be just driving and granted, I know that gas prices are three, three, three right now. Thank you, Mr. Biden. Oh, God, um, but, uh, you know, but like other times, like I'll look at the clock just at random, three, three, three. I'll wake yeah. up in the middle of the night, clock, three, three, three. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, gra I'll get behind a truck that, you know, the, the numbers, you know, for the call us here, you know, to tell, tell me how my driving's doing. 1 800 333. Right. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it, so it's not like you go looking for it. I'll get an address for one of my deliveries. So, like, oh, what road is it on? It's on this road. Oh, what's the house number? 333. And it's like, come on, man. Like, yeah, and it starts. Stop being so goddamn cool. Just tell me what to do already. And it makes no sense until it makes sense. And that's and the that problem. The it's going on for freaking years, and it never makes goddamn sense. So during this time, all the stuff that we're talking about, you know, there was a significant event in my life that happened on July 2nd. There was a significant event in my life that happened on December 15th. Um, there were a lot of things that kept. You know, I had a, I don't want to get too far into it, but I had mm. a very close family member that uh, had to go to, to Yale New Haven Hospital for a while, and he was mm. um, you know, on the seventh floor, room two. Um, you know, right. These things kept recurring, and then I'm going to try to find a picture for you that I'll put up on the, uh, on the podcast page later, but I'm randomly out drinking a beer one day. Oh, well, it wasn't that <laughs> random. I drink a lot of beer. 
So I take that part. That's why I started laughing. But and and I'll try to. We randomly drink beer. Well, pretty steady. It's actually the drinking beer is not that random. But this was all happening at that same time. And then look at my beer. Uh, it's empty. You need a refill. What are we looking at? The center of it. The the what's the what are the suds forming? The number nine. That's creepy shit. That's why I took a picture of it. And I'm like, this is this was all happening within like a month. You need to post that shit on the page. That's um, creep. So that was my fascination with the number nine, which kind of related back to this tarot, which related back to this master mason, which related back to Manly P. Hall. Um, and that's when I really started to realize, you know, maybe I'm entering that phase of my life where, you know, some of the the mysteries of a m- true master mason are, are starting to be uh, made aware to did me. Anything that's like I went on did anything hit you with the number nine? It was like something like, you know, like <clears throat> that's that's the part that pissed me off about the whole three 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 thing. It doesn't give me any goddamn end. I just keep seeing it, and there's no like, <clears throat> it's there's no uh, there's no lost treasure freaking moment, right? Where it's like. Nicholas Cage runs in the room. He's like, turn to page 333. And then I find what I'm looking for, right? Well, there's, no, for, there's no combination to the safe that the code is 333. While I didn't find... Um, That's the shit that pisses me off. While I didn't find the treasure, let me read you one other quick thing here. Serial uh, Quilla. I heard the Freemasons were like a cult or something. Uh, I'm a cult of personality. I like drinking beer. And um, I like guns in America. I don't even know. We're not a cult. So while all this is going on and, and nine is, and I, for me, I, I feel like I did find that, that treasure that I was looking for and the meaning behind it because when the nine keeps recurring, that led me back to the hermit tarot card. You look up the, the tarot meaning on it, and if it comes up in your reading, the hermit shows that you were taking a break from everyday life to draw your energy and attention inward and find the answers you seek. Deep within your soul, you realize that your most profound sense of truth and knowledge is within yourself and not in the distractions of the outside world. You leave behind the mundane to set off on a journey of self-discovery, led only by your inner wisdom and guiding light. Now is the perfect time to go on a weekend retreat or sacred pilgrimage, anything in which you can contemplate your motivations, personal values, and principles and get closer to your authentic self. When I read that, I I had been toying with the idea of that monastic retreat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, this is now what you're I'm going. supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. And you and probably wore something similar too, right? What, as far as the, uh, no, I wore regular clothes there. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't have to dress up like. I did not have to dress up like. You didn't have to pull like we were going to do on our Easter episode? No. <laughs> but it says that hermit often appears when you are at a pivotal point in your life and considering a new direction. Through meditation, contemplation, and self-examination, you may begin to reevaluate your personal goals and change your overall course. You will look at your life with a deeper, more spiritual understanding, and a few of your priorities will change as a result. That's creepy. And like that's that's exactly where I was at that phase. Of kind of life. pertains to my three three three, doesn't it? Yeah. Great. I mean, so yeah, I don't. I, I think you'd get thrown out of the monastery. I don't know that I could recommend that. You'd have to, you can't talk for three days. What about make sounds? <laughs> well, they do give you really good food, so that's inevitable sometimes. But um, no, but that's so to me. What are you that, trying to say? I talk the, too much. Yeah. What the fuck? 
<laughs> when have you been known to be quiet for three hours, let alone three days? And you can't. There's no internet. Like, yeah, there's no phones. You're you're really. <sighs> Could you like puff a cigar if you wanted to? I don't think you can. Jesus. So like you're really. As we're talking about monastery, like I almost dropped the JC. I had, to, I had to pull that one back the last month. Jesus. It's okay. He'd forgive you. Um, Would he though? <laughs> but to me, like that was the treasure. That was what I was seeking, and that's. Serial Quilla says the hermit card is the dark night of the soul, facing your shadow self. Well, it's kind of. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, you're you're looking inside. It. It's kind of. You're you're really examining yourself to yeah to who you're representing or portraying right. to the outside world to who your true self is and you're trying to to reconcile those right. two well i mean what they say is the subconscious is hidden too right well, that would be dark i guess right the dark side of well, your brain that you know yeah i mean dark doesn't have scientific. to mean scientific dark doesn't have to dark mean bad doesn't mean evil it just no. means there's no light shed on it yet so it's undiscovered and you know with that you know, if you want to go that, he's talking about lighting his way with right. the lantern, oh. which only lights so much. Which reminds me, give me back the, uh, the, the, the Empress or whatever her damn name is. You know what else I noticed in this, too? You got white and black on the pillars. Yes. That's our mosaic floor. Absolutely. I didn't yeah, think that I've... one's pretty blatant. Yeah. That one itself is. But this was also the reason why I decided to start doing the middle chamber the way that I do. Mm. With the staff, with, with the, the staff and the, the, the light. light. Because here you didn't I do it am. last time, actually. Um, I didn't use. I didn't. Did you forget? I, no, I, I did. I did the lantern. Rocco's staff creeps me out, man. <laughs> I'm not using that. I'm making my own, actually, where I'm burning uh, symbols into the wood, and then I'm gonna put a, a stain on it. Rocco's is like. Where'd it come from, though? <laughs> Rocco. Right. Right. Of course, it, it's fucking creepy. It's like some kind of like old man, Mister Hanalei, Brady Bunch, Hawaii taboo kind of thing. With a snake coiled around it. Yeah, that, it creeps me out. Um, I did use the lantern, but that's why, and that's why I do the middle chamber the way I do because I want to be this knowledgeable person passing wisdom along to the the brothers going through the degree i mean i love rocco but he does some outlandish shit sometimes like when he this was when he was tyler and he actually showed up with like a real life katana blade oh jesus he was, a, he was tyler with a katana blade and i'm like please think he's like kill bill please, or something? please please when grand lodge shows up please put that goddamn thing away he did oh, um good. joseph madalena says uh seeing 333 means you need to focus on harmonizing mind body and spirit oh pfft, i'm fucked <laughs> that ain't happening. Which, which is exactly. I do my best, but. But that's exactly why I think it relates to that number nine card because that's what that card is all about. Right. Is bringing all those things into balance, trying to find your true self, getting more in touch with your spiritual side of things, mm. removing yourself from the distractions of the, what do we like to refer to as the profane world. Right. Um, that's what that card is all about, and that's why I think this tarot connects to ancient mysteries mm. which is connected to freemasonry which is you know clearly arthur Waite was involved in the ancient mysteries and esotericism it's it's all there it's, it all connects right. um at least in my eyes and that's that's again this is my interpretation this is based on the things that i've read um the research that i've done and and what it means to me personally it may mean something else to to other people they may find other things that resonate with them but uh 
I can only share my path and, and my journey. I want to thank you. That was awesome. You're welcome. I really enjoyed that, and I hope everybody else did too. Um, if you like it, please like the video. Smash that like button. Smash the like button. Comment and uh, share this as well as subscribe to us and uh, click the little notification bell so you'll see when we go live when our computers decide to go live. Although, Ken got a nice little rig there. Yeah. It's actually, I mean, you know, we were busting his balls to begin with, but... Uh, um, yeah, it's actually a nice little setup he's got over there. So but yeah, uh, if you uh, if you guys uh, liked it, great. Like I said, like George said, smash that like button, subscribe if you didn't like it. Uh, remember what your mother told you. And if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all and keep your comments to yourself. And uh, if you do say something bad, rest assured, I'm not that guy. <laughs> everybody's like, let it go, George. Be methodic. Be above it. No. I come right back. Heavy. That sounds, is, it, is that you I'm mocking a, me? Because that's usually fighter. what I'm telling you. No, I'm a fighter. <laughs> no, that's not me mocking you. Well, eh, maybe I, I did. I, I did use the Karen voice, so I mean, yes, I guess it's a little bit of wow. mocking you. I, I have a Judy voice. I don't have a Karen voice. I have a Judy voice. <laughs> All right, now on to the to one last order of business. We have a brother of ours, long-time listener of this podcast, as well as supporter, and has been on one of the originals. One of our originals. Uh, worshipful brother Greg Schultz uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, we have started a GoFundMe page for him, as we did with right worshipful brother Chip Schofield, and uh, we're going to help out. So there is a GoFundMe page, and you can uh, please go donate to this man. He's a good brother and a good dude, and he's battling with cancer. And you don't got to give much. Give what you can. Um, it, it's not so much monetary as well as just seeing all the support for him. I think him going through and actually looking at all the people who've donated for him would be monstrous. So if you can, go to TTPS. Uh, or colon. you can just go to the Freemasons podcast page or the Freemasons podcast community page, and the links are right there. Oh, you did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I shut up from now on with the HTPQ fucking Ken talk shit. So I'm just proud yeah. that you could spell HTTP. <laughs> Very proud of you. I'm going to get you like one of those little certificates with the gold sticker on it. Shut up. <laughs> um, we'll be back uh, Sunday. Sunday. Thanks. So Sunday. 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 Yeah, we'll be back Sunday. Uh, yeah, Go on the Freemasons podcast Facebook page and uh, the link will be up there. Please donate to this brother. He's a good dude. He's a good brother. And uh, we're going to do everything we can to help him out. So Yeah, if you go to the, um, the one on the actual podcast page is shareable for whatever reason. I think it's just the privacy settings. The community one is not shareable. Yeah. So if you want to get it out there and share the link, uh, go to the Freemasons podcast on Facebook and you will be able to share the uh the link right there just remember this is what we do this is why this podcast is here this is what we do yes it's great that we spread knowledge but we are masons we help each other out we defend each other we protect one another this is what we do so all you conspiracy theorists that think we're devil worshippers and all that shit no this is what we do we help each other out and we'll even help you devils we'll even help you devil theorists people card conspiracy that yes. we should we'll do. help you out let we us gotta know do one you. of those commercials Devil worshiping the conspiracy theory. Oh yes, we haven't done one of those in a long time. We gotta really step up our game. COVID kind of fucked us up, where we kind of we were on a good groove of doing extra content and shit. Yeah, and then we gotta bring back uh, some puppet George content. We gotta bring back real men of masonry. 
Lost uh, Book of Enki. I gotta get. Yeah. I gotta get. You know, everything kind of went into fast We're forward. In our groove. We went. We went freaking like on. Okay, COVID happened. It went to like a complete grinding halt. Yes. And then it was like it's like that roller coaster. What's that roller coaster in Six Flags that just shoots you out the gate? The roller like, coaster. Right. Which I one was it? Roller coaster. So I don't know. Uh, up in Springfield. No, in New Jersey. It was like the Batman and Robin. Remember, you'd like oh, start yeah, and yeah, count yeah, down yeah. and just go. Poof. And there was, there was a bunch of them. That's there what was, happened after everything like got Aeros- out of the lockdown. The Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster, I think, is yes. like that now. All right. The roller coaster of love. What do you say, Joey? Let's shut, shut it down, down. George. Uh, you got the off button, so you can uh, stop streaming. Uh, but first, for the Freemasons podcast. Worship Brother Joe, signing off. Right, what's your brother George Marjorie signing off? I like making it weird and awkward and doing shit, Abba. You're really good at that. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody.